Hey now, everybody. I just want to take a quick moment here in the middle of the episode to tell you where we record every episode of The Quinn Spin. That place is home, which stands for Helping Our Music Evolve. It's right here in East Nashville, the heart of Music City, Tennessee. And home is a creative space. It's a collaborative space for people in the music industry of all walks of life. More than anything, it's a community. Here you will find performers, producers, recording artists, content creators such as myself, managers, and so many more people with great insights, with great skills, great knowledge here into the music industry. And here at home, you can record a podcast, which I'm doing right now. You can book rehearsal time. You can even host an event or in these times of COVID, a live stream here at Helping Our Music Evolve. It is wonderful. I would not be where I am without it. The Quinspin Underground Music Collective, same thing, would not be what they are today without the influence and the resources available here at Helping Our Music Evolve. So come check it out. Homeformusic.org has everything you need to know. Of course, you can set up a tour, set up a phone call, learn more, and get in on the action and be right where the magic happens here on the Quinn Spin. That's helping our music evolve. Homeformusic.org. Coming to you from helping our music evolve in Nashville, this is the Quinn Spin. Hey now, and welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all to a brand new edition of The Quinn Spin. I'm your host, The Quinn. I'm back here at Helping Our Music Evolve in beautiful East Nashville, the heart of Music City, Tennessee, and we are back for October with another rousing installment of the official podcast of Underground Music Collective. You just heard Revel 9's All I've Become. Our opening theme song from those Long Island boys, that's been our opening theme since 2014, and will be until the end of time. And I am joined by another tri-state native. I'm from New Jersey. She's from New Jersey. Brianna Musco joining us all the way from Jersey. Thanks, Bree, for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Excited to have you. We always have really good conversations, and I figured... You know, we've did we've done the written features and now let's like let's get you on the show since you're gonna be in town, right? So we're doing that right now and I start every single show with three standard questions for our guests. And those questions are who are you, what do you do, and why on earth would you want to come on the Quinn Spin? <laughs> My name is Brianna Musco. I'm a singer-songwriter. I love playing guitar. And like you said earlier, we've been having some awesome conversations whether it was written or at live shows. And I think it's about time we have a, uh, a good convo on the Quinspin. A good face-to-face right here. Face-to-face. So, so that's what we're doing here. Of course, safely, socially distanced in six the times of Rona. We are more than six feet apart. We, we've been very, very, very careful here today. So we always have to throw that out there because of the whole, you know, COVID thing, mm-hmm. you know, precautions and this, that, and the other. But anyway, enough about that. I'm sure we're going to touch on COVID later on here in the show because we've all been impacted by it in this crazy year, but I want to go further back and I want to talk about from the beginning, the people, the places, experiences, of course, the artists that have inspired you and encouraged you to go on this creative path that you're on. Of course. Taylor Swift is always one of my favorites, as is Stevie Nicks. So I love that old school feel, uh, really raspy singer songwriter, but then also, you know, more modern pop and all of that fun stuff. Uh, one artist that isn't really famous that is a huge influence in my life is my uncle, uh, my uncle Vinny, who has a, you know, like a music school, music studio. And I used to hang out there every day after school as a kid. And that was pretty much the motivation to want to be like Stevie Nicks and Taylor Swift uh, was having that great influence in my life constantly. Mm-hmm. So you got you got to 
always surround yourself with people that are going to bring you happiness and help you do what you want to do. Absolutely. Uh, you know, like-minded people, people who share your values, your vision for mm-hmm. things, people that are going to encourage and inspire you along the way. You are also a former athlete. You played soccer at Delaware State, am I correct? Yeah, good were times. And you three-sport athlete in high school. And what I find with former athletes, you know, being one myself, is just having been in that environment really prepares you for the tough road of a creative <laughs> pursuit, doesn't yep, it? Yep, yep. So I'm curious to see what your experience has been with that and how you found that translating over onto your own journey. Uh, Multiple different avenues. Uh, One is always the traveling, uh, especially with touring, whether it is U.S., international, or just driving two hours to a gig. Uh, I find that the traveling doesn't really phase me as much as it may others because, you know, we would have soccer tournaments for long weekends or basketball tournaments or, you know, in college we had our league championships down in South Carolina and we didn't fly. We drove. Uh, I drove back with a concussion. So that was an awful trip. But uh, you definitely find it in the travel. Um, you also find it, I would say, in the uh, work ethic, the drive and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, I won't even realize you know, I've been sitting at my desk for six hours doing this or or I've been writing this song, uh, you know, hours on end and I don't, you know, feel anything. I, I'm sure musicians get that as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I find that the motivation and the drive to continuously push yourself to be better. Yeah. Rise to, you know, different standards in pretty much every aspect, whether it's performing, using that athleticism or that energy on stage. It, it definitely breaks through. Yeah, I I think if you, you know, certainly if you have an extensive sports background, it teaches you that you can always get more out of yourself, Mm -hmm. right? And I find my, I mean, I find myself sitting here some nights, it's like, okay, I got another hour in me, let's go, let's go. Like, it's that same mentality of like, I can't stop yet, the job's not done. One more rep. Exactly, one more rep. Make it hurt, and mm-hmm. you're going to see the reward from it later on. You It'll know, be I worth find it. There is just that competitive edge that I feel that gives you, and you need that in this business. Because although it's much more cooperative in a sense of the camaraderie you find among your fellow musicians mm-hmm. a lot of the time, there's still like that, I need to take this as high as it can go and be the best that I can be and put out my best effort every single day. Yeah. You've also, speaking of traveling, had the chance to travel not only all over the U.S., but also Europe. Of course, this is Um, (laughs) pre-pandemic. And just you had a chance to get out there a lot. I remember the first time uh, we met, you were coming through town. I think it was was like a month after I moved here. And it was over at Betty's, I think. Betty's, yes. Over on the West End. And we sat and we, we interviewed for that feature. And you were in the middle of this long U.S. tour at that point and then mm-hmm. ever since you've been to Europe and obviously you've had to come back here for COVID and all that, which we'll get into. But I'm just curious to know about your experiences out on the road, some of the lessons it's taught you and what some of your favorite experiences have been. I would say life lessons uh, definitely teaches you to pack extra floss, <laughs> extra toothbrushes, all the, all like the little tiny things that some people always forget. Um, but it definitely teaches you how to communicate with people, how to grow different relationships and just meet new people. I think that's the most fun out of all of it because mm-hmm. every night you're in a different you're in a different location or a different city and that sounds so rock star to say. Um, but in the moment, I try very much to harp on the fact that I don't know when I'm going to see these people again or or if I'll ever be able to introduce myself to this person ever again and I try to say hello to every single person in the room or or 
anything to that effect just because you never know when you're going to see them again or uh, what type of relationship could come of that. There's so many people like uh, on Instagram, there's so many people that will still like or comment or check in on me or send me a DM from one show in Illinois two years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, and I love, you know, texting them back, sending them, you know, happy, happy Monday texts or anything like that. Uh, And it just it it reminds you why you do it. Oh, Uh, yeah. So I love that part of the travel, the meeting new people, Mm -hmm. the connections. Um, Europe was insane. Europe was definitely a lot of fun. So many, so many stupid memories, so many great (laughs) memories. Uh, But from like the musician standpoint, I mean, we were we were in Barcelona. We were playing a show at like a dive bar in the basement of like a wine cellar. It's pretty sick, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, like vibes were awesome. You got the brick wall and like if there was a fire, you may die. But like. Uh, <laughs> but you just try to put that out of your head. <laughs> you just put that out of yeah. your head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm standing on stage and uh, Liam Cloud was his name. He's an awesome guitarist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's based out of Barcelona right now. Um, we're just up there jamming. Um Oscar and Mario were the rhythm section and we we're just singing like all my all my songs off of forever and there's these high school kids in Barcelona thousands of miles away from my home and my my bedroom where I wrote forever mm-hmm. singing my song and wow. it was just like I was ready to cry on stage and when the last chorus of forever hit they were just screaming it and I didn't know what to do. I was, I literally said, I was like, I could retire. I've done it. Like, <laughs> I think that, I think that's pretty much like, you know, what everyone strives for. International reach. Look at that. International that's, reach. That's incredible. People reacting to the lyrics and kind of like the positivity of the song I wanted them to have. And that was, that was, that was it. That was it for me. Uh, as far as like, oh my God. <laughs> and it's amazing, like, you know, where, these endeavors will take us, you know, and yeah. the people that we have a chance to meet just either directly by doing what we do or just as a byproduct of being in these different places at these different times. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I was telling you before the show, the the show has been the Quinn Spin's been a thing for seven years. And in that time, like I've had a chance to meet people, some not in person, but all over the country, all over the world that like we still communicate and we mm-hmm. still kind of have that shared experience. And like even being able to go to different places, you know, all over the country, I took a road trip in July, went up to North Dakota and then back down through Arkansas and back to Nashville just to camp and get some extra stuff states checked off the list pretty much that I never would have a reason to go to otherwise. And something about just being in a new place that you might never be again mm-hmm. and just like kind of soaking that in and like, it's just such a cool feeling, at least to me. Yeah. You know, that was, that was me when we were in Latvia. Uh, I love history. Mm-hmm. And so one of the places that we weren't going to book the show, but we did. Cause I said to myself, I was like, when else am I going to go to Latvia? I don't care if there's only one person in the room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our flight was early in the morning, like 6 a.m. I forget where we were flying out of, but we got to Latvia maybe like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, it's not that cold. Like, it's perfect weather right now. And I dropped my stuff at the hotel and I walked around for maybe five hours. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, like, everybody else went to sleep. But I literally said to myself, when am I ever going to be in Latvia again? Anytime soon, if any. Like, And I just walked around for five hours. I found a record store. I made friends with the guy who was playing forever in the record store in Latvia. Wow. Uh, like, I went to go get a kebab and was chatting with the kebab guys for maybe a half hour, 45 minutes. And just, like, 
just trying to soak it all in because I didn't know that quarantine was going to happen. Right. But I knew when else am I going to walk around Latvia and like when am I going to have this experience? I want to remember every single part of it. I want to remember like walking by that bakery and the smell and you definitely don't need to go buy like 15 loaves of bread, but would it would it destroy you? No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You you do the you do things because you can do them in that mm-hmm. situation, you know, because you're in this place. You don't know when you're going to be back in this place. And, you know, I even I, it's not Latvia, but Fargo, North Dakota, I found yeah. to be a pretty cool town. It sounds you, like it'd be a lot of fun. You know, and just like making sure I'm stopping at a couple of local places to really figure out what the local vibe is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to like Applebee's or something if I'm all the way out there. <laughs> I want to know what's going on there so I could say like, oh, I've been to this place in Fargo. I've been to this place in this mm-hmm. strange town I might never go back to, you yeah. know, but I, I had that. And, you know, you, those are the things like those little things you just remember from these experiences. Always ask the locals where to eat. Exactly. Always ask. <laughs> yep, yep. They know the good spots. They know what to order, what not to order. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll help you out for sure. And it's great that you had that experience, of course, going through Europe and, you know, seeing all these places, meeting all these people, because now here in 2020, as we all know, different experience with COVID. And what's that like to like pretty much have free reign on the world, right? You're over in Europe, you're playing your music, people in Barcelona are singing along to your songs too. I'm stuck in my house and I don't know the next time I'm not going to be stuck in my house. Like, what was that like for you? So I was very lucky. I was able to fit in the entire European tour. Then I got home February 19th. I quarantined for two weeks knowing that I was just in a bunch of different European airports. Mm. Italy's not looking too good right now. I was there like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, at that point, yeah. Yeah. Like Italy was basically closing down and I was there like three days before I got home. Wow. So I pretty much like sat downstairs by me and chilled for about two weeks before I saw like my grandma and everybody. Yeah. And then when my two weeks was up, the world shut down. So I was like two weeks ahead of ahead of everybody so i was like seasoned ready Mm -hmm. for this right um i mean i was i wasn't exhausted but it definitely hit uh the jet lag during my first two-week quarantine Mm -hmm. but that was the first time where i ever did a trip and didn't jump into something next i was able to digest all the experiences and start writing Mm -hmm. i mean if you if you look at like my my first project my ep had five songs Mm -hmm. and like i didn't really write another song while we were promoting it. Right. It was the five songs that we did. A whole year went by, and I was still singing the same set. Like I love to revamp it and all that. Mm-hmm. And I just, and was so busy touring and doing all the business side of things mm-hmm. and all of the performance side of things. Right. That I wasn't really setting myself up for the next release or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, 2020 or even like just 2019. A lot of these artists. Um, that are making some really great moves are, you know, releasing singles every couple of months. And Mm -hmm. here I am a year later, still milking out forever. Mm -hmm. And so when we got back from the trip, I was able to finally sit down, write a couple of songs. Um, His name is Nick Mavromatis. He's based out of Newcastle, Mm -hmm. uh, England. Is that England? It's in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) He's from Greece originally, but he was the producer on my my new single that we're going to talk about later. Um, And he's going to be the engineer and the producer of the next couple of singles. And for the first time in my life, I finally had a moment to breathe and create the music I wanted to create that was coming from my head. I grew up with Stevie Nicks. I grew up with, you know, Bruce Springsteen because we're Jersey people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I love that drum kit, you know, strong rhythm section, electric guitar solos and all yeah. that great stuff. But there's also that whole Taylor Swift, Halsey, Billie Eilish, all those great, great female artists that equally enjoy that music, but create a different sound. Oh, yeah. A more upbeat, pop, fun mm-hmm. type of genre. Mm-hmm. but still carry those electric guitar solos live. It's a really cool balance they've been able to to create. So that was kind of what I was trying to direct myself during this quarantine, which was still make the music you really enjoy, but make it a little bit more of a twist, add some more modern stuff, some of the things that you love to listen to while you're driving your own car. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because it seems almost like quarantine was the break that you needed in a sense, right? 100%. To, to, to sit back and actually be like, okay, where do I go from here? Forever mm-hmm. had been out more than a year at that point, yeah. right? And, it, you know, I think for all of us creatively, like through all the questioning, especially in the beginning of this pandemic, like there's always been that opportunity to sit back and be like, okay, what can I do right now? What sh- How should I be using this time? Mm-hmm. You know, and it seems like you've really use this time well to your advantage to come up with this exciting new direction. And of course, we're going to touch on here in a moment. And, you know, it's just so it is, it's just so interesting to see, you know, what's coming out of this time and what people are doing with it now that we're several months into the pandemic. And they've been kind of forced to sit back and just create for a while, right? Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift is a perfect example of that right now. I love that new album. Yeah, and (laughs) it's perfect for the moment. There's no sense in putting out this big stadium banger album because you can't go tour stadiums right now. So go introspective, speak to the moment that you're in. Mm -hmm. Genius move on her part, I think. She's always been a genius. (laughs) Yeah, I, I appreciate that, I think, more and more as I get older and like as her career advances through these different stages, like she's able to reinvent and she's always able to just tie everything together really well within a concept. Mm -hmm. And I I appreciate that very much about her work. And of course now with folklore, although I have to admit as of this recording, I've not yet listened to it, but it's really, really good. I I really want, I genuinely want to, like I I really do. It's just, you know, when your inbox is flooded, it's (laughs) hard to make time to actually check anything out just to check it out. And so you mentioned going in a different kind of pop direction from forever. So I want to dig a little deeper into what inspired this particular sound that you've crafted here. Forever, in my head, sounds more like Never Stay. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when we got in the studio and I have these amazing guitarists next to me and these amazing, you know, drummers... I'm not going to not use them. And right. Forever is just such a happy song, such a positive song, and I'm very happy with the way that we produced it. Mm-hmm. But going forward, I definitely wanted to take this different direction just off of the sheer fact that I want to create music that I would listen to in my regular day. Right. Or just driving the car down, you know, the parkway, uh, in the shower, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and Forever has all of that in it um but all of my newer songs i kind of wanted to grow as an artist along the lines of some of my all-time favorites like i said halsey Mm -hmm. taylor swift most recently uh fletcher another new jersey artist Mm -hmm. uh so i just i really really enjoy their creative processes and i wanted to try to dip into that on my own end with my own experiences and own songwriting and instrumentation Mm-hmm. So talk about some of the themes uh, you know you address here on the single. What's the lyrical content? So Never Stay is 
is probably the first song I ever wrote where I didn't really hold anything back. Mm-hmm. There's no real legitimate strong, uh, song structure behind it. Usually with pop songs, you got you know the intro, the verse, pre-chorus, chorus, repeat. Mm-hmm. This one starts with a chorus. Mm-hmm. I talk for a little bit. I rap for a little bit. Uh, talk a little bit more, and then we end with another chorus. And the reason behind me really enjoying this is because I didn't have any expectations for it, and mm-hmm. I just said what I wanted to say. And I find the best artists... Like, there are certain lines that you could put in songs that people are like, oh, I love when I hear, you know, drink a beer and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are the, the all-time greats, the legends, that they say something in a way that speaks to each individual person. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was trying to strive for with this song because it is a topic that is usually brushed under the rug. And it's like toxic relationships, mm-hmm. not putting yourself first. I wanted to create a song that spread the idea of being kinder to yourself, understanding your worth, and trying to put yourself in a better situation to be great. Mm -hmm. So that's Never Stay. Uh, I mean, the whole, you know, Never Stay is like, I'm going to leave you because you're toxic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting how you've crafted the song and how it's structured and just how it all came together because it's very organic in that sense right and that's what people i find want more and more and more is this organic authentic like give me something real and let me apply my meaning to it Mm -hmm. you know there is still something to be said for you know just the having a good time out on a friday night you know standard pop song yeah, right yeah. but th- this is this is such a good approach i think it's it's just coming from a real place but it also gives people the freedom to apply their own meaning to it to to, to figure out what it means to them and internalize that and really mm-hmm. connect with it in that way yeah thank you absolutely so this is a sign of things to come then here so yes. what uh what else are you working on so we've got um i want to say between the next well never stay will be out when this airs mm-hmm. we're gonna have another song uh, before Thanksgiving, I'm going to have a really fun production for a Christmas cover for December. I usually don't like releasing songs in December unless it has to do with the holidays. Right, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, right as the new year hits, we're going to have a very fun, almost like a club EDM single, which I'm really excited about. That one is, uh, I wouldn't say different, but it's definitely got that fun Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. uh, Ariana Grande feel to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just excited. I think what we're going to do is we're going to do a bunch of singles for the next couple of months Mm -hmm. and have an EP that may not have any of those singles on it for June. We'll see what what everybody's uh, what everyone's feeling as the time goes along, because quarantine has definitely taken into a factor on the business side of, of the release stage. Oh, of course. You know, and hopefully, I mean, we have no idea really when this is going to be over, (laughs) which is the other factor, you know, in terms of talking about the future, (laughs) you know, when it comes to getting back out on the road and getting the music out there in front of new audiences. Like, I can't even ask the question of, hey, what are your plans to tour? Because you don't know. Nobody Mm -hmm. knows right now. Exactly. You know, if there's something you'd like to see happen, you know, what, what would that be going forward? I just, I don't want to rush anything. I want the world to to heal. Mm-hmm. There's too many people getting hurt right now, and I just don't want anyone to jump the gun too quick. Right. And if we have to go back in quarantine, that's fine with mm-hmm. me. If that means, like, more people will be safe. Mm-hmm. I just, I want to make sure that the people that make the decisions make them for the right reasons. Because yeah. we all want to go back, mm-hmm. but it's a matter of doing it the safe way or doing it the rushed way and i'm i'm okay with continuing live streams and mm-hmm. and biting the bullet 
if it means we don't have to do seven more quarantines, right. you know? Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, I just, I'm I'm really tired of seeing people get hurt, mm-hmm. whether it's, like, legitimately the, the virus or, you know, other avenues from the virus, like, losing their jobs or difficulty with unemployment and and home uh housing it's not great and it's a lot of stuff that nobody's everyone stopped talking about and i don't know why right right and the thing is we already rushed back right like places started trying to reopen and we saw what happened Mm -hmm. here in nashville we actually had this pretty well under control but compared to other cities until about mid-june and then our numbers we went into phase three which was like almost reopened and everything spiked Mm -hmm. and we locked it back down to phase two which as of recording right now we're still in maybe in a couple weeks is a different story but we already tried to rush back you know and that's why like here in town like i'm not counting on live music being back until 2021 i'm really not because why would it be you know even if our numbers continue to trend downward and as of this recording they are doing that like it's just going to take one weekend out on broadway you know and i don't know if you saw in the news how people were shoulder to shoulder no masks like there were no restrictions going on down there it was the wild west all it takes is that Mm -hmm. and we're back where we were and we have to lock it down again you know i would even be okay if we just lock this thing down till next spring got this over with then let's open back up i'm on your side with that but we literally just everyone do their part let's exit out yeah it's for some reason it's asking a lot for some people so (laughs) people are you know people are just choosing some really bizarre hills to die on yeah (laughs) you know what i mean motorcycle rallies up in sturgis south dakota where it's pretty much like taking pride and we're not wearing a mask and now like i think there was some report that that resulted in like tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of cases like when all was said and done just use common sense common sense like I, i i come here i go to my house and the grocery store pretty much like that's it yeah you know it's not that hard like i don't miss the bar scene i miss live music i don't miss the bar scene like general nightlife Mm -hmm. it's like fine whatever it takes to get this over with you know like my philosophy has just been don't be dumb and don't be around people being dumb you'll probably be okay but where there's this carelessness is where it's hurting everyone else it's causing us all to have to stay in detention a little longer but yeah that's a good way to put it yeah i just try to take care of my family take care of my people around me and I mean, we just drove down here, so every five seconds, whenever we have to, like, stop or get gas or get food, the boys already know, like, I have hand sanitizer. Uh, I'm like, just stick your hand out, take some, thank you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just like being on the road, too, you know, you stop at a rest stop, come out, you got the hand sanitizer right there. Got to wear masks inside everywhere, you know, pretty much now on the road, although depending how rural the place you're stopping Yeah, a lot of people weren't wearing masks in the gas stations. I was... uh, little sketched out. And, and that's the thing. Like, they have the signs on the doors, and half the people still don't enforce it. Yeah. It's, but, you know, just common sense is going to get us through. And it would have gotten us through already, I think. But I, like I said, I just want everyone to just be a little bit smarter, be safer, and make sure that a lot less people get hurt. Yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> well, we're in agreement there. Hopefully, it should be an easy agreement, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> it should be easy. Like, and that's a, that's the funny thing about it, too, is, you know, back when this all started, I'm like, oh, we'll be good by May. Like, come on. How hard can this be? How adorable. <laughs> yeah. Adorable is the word. <laughs> like, oh, they're there. Like first year of quarantine. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is my first time, you know, and then I'm like, OK, we'll be good by July. Oh, it's getting worse here in July now. OK, when are we going? You know what? I'm just not putting in. I'm not putting a month on it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be over when it's going to be over and i don't care what i have to do to make it happen the fact is it's not just up to me it's up to Mm -hmm. everyone and 
we're just all along for the ride trying to make our thing work, whatever it is in the meantime. You Mm -hmm. know, that's, that's the way I see it. And there is innovation coming out of this, you know, and a lot of chance to reflect and assess and move forward, even if it's just virtually, digitally for the most part right now you know hopefully we get to a point at least by next spring or so not that i'm assigning any prediction that where we can kind of open things back up and get back out in the world and Um, all enjoy each other's company again you know that'd be nice i just think that'd be nice (laughs) i'm just excited for all the new music we're about to hear once we're ready oh yeah oh yeah like the the art people have been creating Mm -hmm. like i can't wait to see with no restrictions Mm -hmm. plenty of time to think things through yeah well, that, that's the thing, too, is, like, I feel like people are less married to just, like, the convention of what they, quote, should be putting out mm-hmm. that's going to be, like, industry or radio-friendly. It's like, yep. you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to write whatever I want, mm-hmm. you know? In a way, it feels like the world's ending, so why don't I just write something that, you know, I would write if the world was ending, yep. you know? I feel like a lot of people are just tapping into their most authentic artistry. Yeah. And that's going to be really exciting to see, you know, over the next few years, really, what comes out of all this, because this is one for the history books oh yeah and this be teaching about this for years oh yeah and it's not fading from our memories anytime soon like people are gonna have like some issues after this that they need to address as they adjust back to normal life in whatever form it takes Mm -hmm. right so this is something we're going to be hearing about in art in music you know just in all forms of media for some time and it's it's exciting to see you know exactly what creative direction that's going to take you know even if you know there are some really weird and dark things behind it we're going to get a ton of great art for sure 100 percent. we already have i think so and of course excited to see and hear what you have in the future as well brie brianna musco joining us here on the quinn spin and before i let you go now first of all before you plug the web and the socials there's a music video for never stay as well Yes, I hope it's out. We're recording this. Uh, what's today? The seventeenth? Uh, no. Today is the fourteenth. That 14th. we're recording. Yes. Uh, I'm hoping it's it's out already. Uh, it is a music video about a very toxic relationship. Um, all of the proceeds that we receive from the music video will be going to a women's shelter in New Jersey. Uh, a lot of the things that are happening during quarantine that aren't being spoken about. Um, have to do with domestic violence. So uh, I hope that this video can help anyone that may be in a, in a terrible situation. Um, and I hope that you realize that you are worth it. I hope that you are able to have people around you to help you make some decisions to get you out of some bad situations. And if you're not, there is, uh, there's plenty of information at the end of the music video with phone numbers uh, that you can reach out to or um, text or websites for more information uh, to make sure that you're safe and that you are living, you know, a safe and healthy, happy life. Very good. So make sure you check it out. If it's already out, this episode releases October 5th, so... Video might already be out, be out. If not, we will let people know when it is. Beautiful. For sure. That's the trouble with pre-recording. You never quite know how <laughs> the release schedule is going to time up and things change. And especially in this crazy year, all bets are off. So anyway, um, where else could people find you online? You can find me everywhere. Uh, Instagram is the big one. Uh, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter. I'm pretty funny on Twitter. Uh, YouTube has a bunch of behind-the-scene videos. You're going to see Gerard in one of them that we're going to wind up putting up there. Um, 
for all the blog style and music video type stuff. And uh, we'll see if TikTok's still around when this well, comes out. Yeah, that's another thing right now. <laughs> like, I'm thinking about starting one up, and I'm like, is it even going to be worth it? Like, it might be we'll gone see in what a happens. <laughs> I, Twitter. I love trash tweeting on tr- on Twitter these days. Like, yeah. that's, that's been a new hobby of mine in quarantine. <laughs> just, like, just tweeting garbage. The memes from Twitter. <laughs> I could scroll for days. The memes from Twitter. And I don't know if you follow the Iron Sheik, but he's very no. inappropriate. He's this pro wrestler <laughs> from, like, the 80s. He's, like, 80 years old now. And he's just so inappropriate on Twitter, but it's hilarious because it's just this 80-year-old dude who just doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not, like, inappropriate in a way that's offensive, but just, like, he, you know, he's just, you know, foul language a yeah, lot. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I love just, you know, interacting with the Iron Sheik on Twitter. That's a lot of fun. That's something I've done to pass the time. Anyway, enough about that. This has been The Quinn Spin. Brianna Musco joining us here. Two ends in Quinn. Two ends in Spin. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and more. You can also support us on Anchor as well for as little as 99 cents a month if you want to see more cool content coming out from Quinn Spinland. You can also find out more about the show at undergroundmusiccollective.com. That's our central hub. All things Underground Music Collective as well are there, as well as on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube, as well as the UMC20 Spotify playlist, which is updated every single Tuesday for New Music Tuesday. I know they switched it to Friday like a couple years ago, but I'm bringing Tuesday back. I always like Tuesday as a, you know, it helps you get through the week better. Like Friday, who's paying attention? I always Facts. Think. Very anyway. true. Anyway, I digress. So this, again, was the Quinn Spin. Thank you for joining us. Plenty more to come as we wrap up this wild, unpredictable year of 2020. And I'm going to let you listen to the Mad Sugars We Want the Night Hour closing theme song. I'm going to let it do its job, and I'll see you next time. Hey, now. Thank you.